why are we doing this podcast? Hmm. In Kombe. Meaning, I don't know. I mean, we're Nigerians. So sometimes for uh, non-Nigerian listeners, you may hear like slangs and um, phrases. I like to watch movies. I won't tell you what kind of movies I like to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Just pull it. I will see this message during the course of the podcast. So (laughs) I'm just trying to behave myself on the first Yeah. Hello everyone, my name is Komi and I'm one of the co-hosts for the Unveiling Podcast, which is a brand new podcast and we'll be talking about everything and anything. Not really though, but everything spiritual. And there's a course with... Hi everyone, my name is Folu and I'm excited. I'm actually really excited about this podcast um, with Komi. Um, and I look forward to talking about everything, like Komi has said, but everything um, spiritual, everything godly uh, from a Christian perspective. Uh, so we're coming here to actually get practical about our Christianity and um, have some fun and, of course, learn and grow um, as we do so. Komi, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Sure. Let me know who you are, safe. Okay, so my name is Komi, or my names are. <laughs> ah, please. So my name is Komi Lassisi, and honestly, I'm just a child of God who is learning every day to be a better Christian. Um, I, you know, in the secular world, I am an IT professional. Um, I've been through many fields, so I'm not afraid of starting and stopping or changing or moving on. But um, yeah, so now I just want to talk about what God is teaching me in this season of my life. You, yeah. Folu, you want to tell us um, Yeah, so um, my name is Folu. Um, I'm a growing Christian, I'm constantly striving to live for Christ. Uh, to reach people for Christ as well. That other part, God is helping me. In fact, everything says God is helping me. Um, it's not easy. Uh, well, I have questions. I have thoughts. I have things I like to talk about and I like to get people's opinions about. And that's one of the reasons why I'm, you know, excited about this podcast. In the secular world... <laughs> I am a PhD student in communication and um, when I'm not writing papers or teaching a class or reading, I like to just decompress. I like to bake. I like to sew. I like to watch movies. I won't tell you what kind of movies I like to watch. (laughs) (laughs) I will see this message during the course of the podcast. So (laughs) I'm just trying to behave myself on the first Yeah. But I mean, at the, at the end of the day, people will know who I am. So all I know is that you don't want fully recommending movies for you because <laughs> the movies, even though I have to speak English, do I have head or tail or even anywhere in between? That's not true. That's not true. I have my moments. I have my moments, but largely, you know, I like to watch certain type type of movies. Okay, so movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
you can't disgrace in the first podcast because if they know the kind of movies you watch. I know. Like this girl, should we? She should we be listening to her toy? She is she smart enough to deliver <laughs> deliver what she's so I, I first of all have to sound intelligent and then I can come back and say the kind of movies I watch. By then, hopefully, okay. Okay. I will not be judged. <laughs> yeah. Okay. For fun, I mean, I like for fun. I didn't say what I do for fun. I like dual, dual lingo. I like languages. Oh. And I like to eat for fun. Yeah, and, and look at food as well. Just oh, yeah, I watch a lot of... I'm obsessed with food and cooking videos and also painting videos. I love art. A lot. I, I think your your obsession, you know, changes. The other time it was what's that ah, during the pandemic? Yeah, it evolves. But one thing that you have stuck with is food videos, and I really applaud you for your consistency. Well thank, done. You. Well done. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm a foodie man. Okay. Sorry, my good So why are we doing this podcast? Mm. You want to go first? Hmm. In meaning, I don't know. I mean, we're Nigerians, so sometimes for our non-Nigerian listeners, you may hear like slangs and um, phrases. I will try our best to explain it, but you know, we grew up in Nigeria, so we can't help but always show our Nigerian side. Um, I think for me, the main reason why I um I want to do this podcast or you know, from my own perspective, is just to talk about Christianity from a practical point of view. Um, I listen to a lot of messages. I listen to sermons. I also listen to Christian podcasts and um, all of that. And one thing that sometimes I find missing is just that practicality. And a lot of preachers, you know, actually bring in that practicality, you know, um, to their messages. For example, I listen to a lot of relationship and marriage <laughs> seminars. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, you provide. Yes. Anyway, yes. even if I have husband, you'll be listening to you that. You still need to be listening to this thing. So I listen to Pastor Kingsley and Mildred a lot. And one of the reasons why I love to listen to them is because they are so practical. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are spiritual, they are godly and all of that, but they're still very practical. They are in touch with their human side. And that's not to say that um, the Bible is not in touch with our human side. You know, the Bible also lets us know that we don't have a high priest that cannot relate, that cannot feel what we're feeling. So even Christ has that side of him that he knows that I mean, these people are struggling with this, this, and this. So a lot of a lot of times I find that um, sometimes when I listen to sermons or when I listen to uh, Christian programs, there's this detachment from mm. humanity, from our struggles as growing Christians. I think it's sometimes they, it makes it look as if, oh, once you, once you become a Christian, oh, ah, that's the end. Like you don't have any struggles. You are, your old things are all, all things have passed away, which is true. But um, I think passing away is a process. Yes, you, you, you become like Christ. You become, um, you have a new, you become a new creature. Um, but it's still a process to become eventually like Christ, looking onto Jesus, the author and finisher of our souls, of our faith rather. So we have to keep looking to Jesus. You cannot just say, ah, Omo, I don't, <laughs> I've, I'm born again. I've looked at Jesus. I'm not like Jesus. It's still a process. So it's just that attachment that practicality during the process that I often find to be missing and I really want to talk Bridge. about, you know, in this podcast. I'm not a preacher. Oh, ah, 
a Joe <laughs> preacher. I'm just a growing Christian, like I said. So, Komi, over to you. Why are you doing this podcast? I think similar, honestly, because um, I'm somebody who's very logical. I'm a scientist, and I said I love heart, but I'm a scientist. I like to know, and even since I was a kid, I like to understand why I'm doing things. If somebody says, Komi, do this, that, and that, I'll be like, why? You know? And then that's why I'm argumentative. I mean, I'm not going to argue during this podcast. Follow is like, I know Hopefully. that. Hopefully. <laughs> like, I know that for a fact. She's always, she always be arguing. But I'm actually asking God to help that particular weakness in my life. You know, I've gotten better over the last, since you've met me, I've gotten better. Right? The Lord is helping you. The Lord mm-hmm. is helping you. Exactly. But I just want to know why things are doing, and things have to make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And... I know part of being a Christian is God is going to give you instructions that do not make sense yeah. to everyone else. But many times it might not make, make sense to everyone, but it will give you a piece about it. So mm-hmm. I, I, I also want to be able to, um, when I listen to sermon, I might not totally agree or see where the preacher is coming from or think you know, you know, we are human beings, but I want always want to have peace about it. So I just want to talk about things that have caused me stress mm-hmm. and how God has given me peace about it. Um, yeah. And then I'm someone who, like, you know, for you from a very young age, I've always had questions about everything. I'm a PK, pastor's child, pastor's kid, um, pastor's kid. And, um, so I grew up doing this every day, all day. But um, yeah, I just like questions being answered. Mm. I mean, I didn't. I didn't grow up a pastor's kid. Um, Obviously, my, my <laughs> 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 you probably be able to tell. I don't know because um, I mean, my mom. My mom was a strong believer. She gave her life to Christ in 1993 when I was, you know, when I was two. Are so, so, you about to tell your age yet? Yeah, I mean, at this point, everybody has age, so. I don't even know why people, why do people even hide their age? But that's a totally different conversation. Anyway, so (laughs) my mom gave her life to Christ when I was two. And so we've always, we've always gone to the same church. And my dad, on the other hand, you know, is a Christian, goes to church, maybe not as strong as my mom, but he's making an effort. So, but none of my, neither of my parents were, you know, pastors or deacons or any of those, um, positions they never held any of those positions in church so i I would i would consider myself to just be a a normal person i'm not saying pickets are not normal (laughs) i just think that they are held to a different standard that we that are just you know we just show up on sunday show up in home fellowship come for midweek service we're not held to that standard and maybe komi would share more of those experiences you know, I used to look at PKs and be like, ah, oh, more. think of my father is not a pastor. Ah, I'll come to church Monday to Friday. No, my dad had a secular work, so he couldn't do, so he wasn't a full-time pastor, so he couldn't do that. Yeah. But on Sundays, we had it, man. On so Sunday, workers meeting, because did you grow up Pentecostal? I don't know. So my church is Pentecostal. The church I grew up in is Pentecostal. Called Protestant, so yeah, it's kind of it's Pentecostal, I would say. But there were a lot of Orthodox um, practices, so it was kind of in between. It was in between, I would say. Because I know the difference between pro- Protestants are 
just people that are not Catholic protest. Yeah, but I mean that's the that's the meaning, that's the origin, but I mean it has evolved, I guess. Yeah, but I'm saying Pentecostal people church. that believe in speaking in tongues, right? Yeah, yeah, we Pentecost. speak tongues in the church. Okay, so you guys are Protestant Pentecostal, like Protestants that are Pentecostal. Because yeah, just say, yeah. We, I mean we still do like Orthodox practices like um, you know, how you when you're taking the Holy Communion, you have to say like um Apostles Creed. No. Yeah, we have that creed that we say, and then you come and you. Yeah, so we still have all those orthodox practices, hymns, and all of that. Um, but of course, we speak in tongues and believe in uh, baptism and all those kind of things. So, and it's not like sprinkling baptism, like actual immersion, and you know the way Pentecostal churches do. It now. Oh, okay, but yeah, okay. I was Pentecostal, like and. We would literally, and my parents were, they used to do something called workers, workers meeting in the morning. Mm. And by six something, we're already in church. Okay. They don't children, it's just the workers there because by seven is when they start the workers meeting. Mm. And we'll be there. We'll, this is when me and my younger brother were really small though, because my siblings had gone to boarding school. They ourselves didn't come on the weekend. This is when they stopped. I think it was when I was 10, they stopped having like stay at home mates. So they used to come and go. So we had to be with my parents till five. Mm. No, not five, not five. It wasn't that bad. I want to say maybe two or three. I don't know why I said five. <laughs> but um, yeah, it used to be tough. Then sometimes they will tell us to wait in the car. Things were safe that time, I promise you. They opened the window small, put yeah. us blankets and tell us to sleep in. Like my parents, my dad... And my mom were really kind to us because they knew that neither of them grew up like Christian children like that. So they knew yeah. that this ain't right. This ain't fair. Not like yeah. right or wrong. So they always made up for that. But yeah. That's, That's interesting. Um, when we were growing up, I mean, our service used to start at 10. Honestly, the truth, we always led to church. <laughs> My mom wasn't re- always happy about it. Every Sunday morning, it was always, you people are late. I'm going to leave you. We're leaving. Shouting my name. Me trying to make up my face. Me trying to change my clothes and all those kind of things. Um, sometimes we go to church quite early, but for the, for, for the, for the most part, we were, we were usually late to church. And then my mom was, um, my mom used to decorate the altar and she also used to count money after service. So those are the things that used to make us like stay back after church. But 6 a.m., no, we are still in bed. Definitely still in bed. So when you guys grew up, did you guys still go to church as a... Because when we got to secondary school, my parents would say we should go to look for a parish in, in our neighborhood that they were out and about. Uh, my church does not have branches or the church I grew up in does not have branches. So we all had to go to that one location. So you have to go together. Well, I think up until I was maybe in university, I used to go to church because I didn't have a car now. So how would I get to church? And then my brothers, my first brother had, you know, moved out or, you know, gone gone abroad. And my second brother was working um, and he kind of had more freedom. So he started going to another church. And then my third brother was in school and when he comes home on holidays then we we'll all go to church together so we used to go to church together but the older we got we stopped immediately after service we just leave 
we just go home on our own. And then after some time, I just told my mom that I'm not coming to this people's church again. <laughs> I mean, I still love you, but I just I just have to find my own path in life. So hallelujah. But I still love my parents' church. I'm still like I'm still connected, but I just I just had to find my own path in life. Yeah. Have to be planted where you you have to be where you feel God is planting you. Not go and transplant yourself go somewhere else. I know people be transplanting themselves anyhow. I mean, yeah, that's it. Another different topic, but you said that you have a lot of questions. Well, yeah. That, um, you needed answers to, or you you sought answers to. What what's one of those questions that you had? I think I think I'll just put it the validity of God was my major. Ah, question. Please explain to those of us that are not speaking big English now. I'm trying to learn from you for communication. But basically, who created God? Is God who he says he is? Um, Christianity, just the validity of the whole thing. Why mm. are we why do we do this in the first place? Um mm-hmm. what evidences do we have that this is, you know. This is legit. Legit, you know, and um, even if it's legit, I always had this feeling. This is something I always felt that, okay, I, I always believed in God. Mm. So I knew there was God. Did I say that? Like, like, but I just felt like, even if there was God, why do we think he cares about us? Do you get? Mm. Like, why must he come here saying, like, do you know how many people on the earth? Billions. That's yeah. what is to be in my mind. And you're out here thinking he loves this person. Yeah, Jesus, baby. Jesus' favorite. Exactly. Yeah, I see those things on social media. I'm like, mm, God has no favorites. But That's whatever. So far, that That's a totally different. It doesn't. <laughs> doesn't. Romans 2.11. He has no favorites, yes. Um, I think for me, the most... The question that just busts my brain mm-hmm. is always, if God knew that... Because the Bible says that, you know, he knows the beginning from the end... He knew everything for even before he um created the earth, you know, since from the foundation of the earth, the lamb was slain, right? So, so if God already knew this thing, mm-hmm. then why did he go why did he create man? Like if he knew that this was going to be a not a failed project, um, but if there was going to be so many bugs in this system, let <laughs> me talk like if you knew that there was good if there were going to be so many bugs then why did he go ahead and create this product called earth and human beings and just you know just this whole shenanigans of all of us because we are not well all of us we are not we are not normal like we have issues i say we are well i'm like but I get what you're saying. I mean, we have so many issues, and God knew that all these issues were going to come up, and He will still have to sacrifice His Son to, you know, purchase us. And I'm just like, I guess He just loves us so much. But I think, I think, I think about it as a human being. Like, if I knew this thing was going to give me this many problems or more, I'm not even. It's like Nigeria giving me problems. My jackpa, I've just abandoned the old ship and move somewhere else, or gonna create something else, or fix this problem or create human beings that once I say go, they go, once I say come, they come, you know, and I get the whole point of free will and stuff, but I just can't help but think about if I was in God's shoes, would I still go ahead and create man, given all his issues and 
just misbehavior and problems. Just why? Why? But do you, do you think that we are more like God in that respect than we would like to admit? Like many times we see things, we know. I feel like every way, even when we are not even believers, we have little God-like attitudes because mm-hmm. we're written in his image, right? Yeah. But sometimes we see things that are not, that are, look like potentially failed projects. But mm. in, in human beings, like for me, and you, at least for me, I can't talk for you, is I like to evaluate the pros and cons. And many mm. times that's how we make decisions. Because even when you are marrying your spouse or when you're dating somebody, it's not like they are, they, like the guy is like 100%. You look at, mm-hmm. is 80, like, so I think for me, just thinking about your question is like, God thought that, ooh, this, the benefit would, outweigh the cons yeah so i feel like so so i think i'm talking too much i keep saying i feel like yeah because you feel like it's okay to say that but i work i hate it because when i'm writing emails i'll say i think or i feel like this but i should be more you know i mean i know i work so it's okay okay, okay. (laughs) but i feel like i feel like this is God knew that he would love us a lot. We are created for his own pleasure. He knew that he would like us and he would, for whatever reason, I don't know why God likes us because we are pretty, like you said, messed up people, no value there. But God really cares about us, looks at us like his children. And it's like, even though a bunch of them went up being scalable behavior, but it's like (laughs) overall, you know, the overall they will give me pleasure i don't know yeah i mean i i guess we probably can never understand it um as human beings there's only so much that we can there's only how far our minds can go you know that's why i said it's a question that busts my brain because there's no way that my mind can really comprehend what goes on in god's god's mind it's totally different it is tough. I feel like sometimes we are, not sometimes, we are very limited, like you're saying, in our minds. Mm. So even if God was to, like, be gracious enough to give us the answer, it would be like, gibberish, because we can't, our brain cannot carry. Yeah. I can barely carry the tax they give me at work. Feeling to create us, yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I, I guess there are some questions that would w- remain questions. Yeah, um, questions. Sometimes it's just okay to be like, okay, let me just be loving on God the way He has loved on me and not bother about these other things that I really cannot, I don't have any control over. I guess, yeah, I think that's why it's called faith, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So what is, I'll ask this question because I think it's important. What is one life-changing event you think has um, kind of shaped your relationship with God? Or, mm. you know, why are you doing, why, why, do you, why do you still follow Jesus and why do you think he's worth it? And what's that point, turning point for you? Um, well, I, like I said, I grew up in church. So it wasn't as if, you know, I... 
was of another religion and then I had this supernatural encounter with God that you know made me a Christian um but I'll say that in 2018 after my mom passed from cancer my faith kind of dwindled it actually really really dwindled not kind of um because while she was ill um I kept praying about it that was when you know I was like ah this my this my this my faith in God cannot be shaken because I know that God is going to do this one this miracle you know I was so sure that this was going to be a miracle that I was going to I was going to you know go round the earth and people would just marvel at how God is still doing miracles in our time and stuff like that. So my mom passing was not even something that crossed my mind. It, I didn't even think about it. Even the day I heard she passed, I was like, "What?" Like to me, it was like, "How dare you pass?" Do you get? Um, and it's still kind of hard for me to even talk about her past, but that's that's a different conversation. So. While she was ill, I would pray and, you know, God gave me a word and he, and uh, it was the story of Lazarus where um, Jesus had said, after I heard about Lazarus's illness, that this sickness is not unto death, um, but for the name of the Lord to be glorified. So I held on to that word. I was like, ah, God has promised me that this sickness is not unto death. I did hallelujah challenge. I was just so convinced that this sickness was not unto death. So when my mom passed, I felt like God had betrayed me. And we often feel like that. Um, I felt like God had betrayed me. I felt like God did not uphold his promise, even after he gave me a word. I'm like, why did you give me a word if you are still going to fail? You know? So I remember going to church like a few weeks after she passed. And I, I, I literally felt like people were being brainwashed in the church. Like I was, everybody was, you know, praising our worship, lift up your hands, praying. I was just like, what's, what's wrong with these people? can't you see that you are being deceived like and i've never felt like that even like times when i would backslide and stuff it never precisely never felt like people were being brainwashed to me i guess because it was just my reality but at that point i was like ah, no man you guys are being brainwashed ah how, how gullible can people be um but slowly slowly i kind of just i I got to a point where um and it kind of changed my prayer life as well where i wasn't just praying you know i was i started having conversations with god where i was asking questions i was just talking for me prayer just became a time when i just talked to god and say god this is how i'm feeling i'm not happy about this why did you do this and so in one of those times i was just talking and praying and then i started reading my bible and i stumbled again on that scripture um the story of lazarus and i started reading it and then when i got to the point where um Lazarus died the Holy Spirit was like stop and literally in my head I was like what is it <laughs> what is it like why are you asking me to stop very bad behavior anyway God forgive me and then he said keep reading so I kept reading um and then we got to the point where um where Jesus called Lazarus out of the tomb and he came back to life and the Holy Spirit was like did you see that Lazarus died and I'm like yeah like duh and it's like did you see that Lazarus came back to life like he was resurrected and for me at that point it wasn't as if I had not heard Lazarus's story before I'd gone like I said I grew up in church so Sunday school they told us about Lazarus maybe home fellowship we are talking about Lazarus I knew that 
that uh, story very well. But you know how they say that, how the Bible says that God's word is alive and it just, every time you read it, yeah, it's active. Every time you read it, it says something different to you. It's the same words. It doesn't change, but the meaning just changes every time you read it. So at that point, when God told, when the Holy Spirit told me that, did you see that Lazarus died, but he came back to life? It was just a reassurance for me that. I was going to see my mom again. She was going to resurrect that. Even though God told me, you know, even though God gave me a word that, um, you know, this sickness is not unto death, but for God's name to be glorified, her passing away doesn't mean that that word failed. Her passing away doesn't mean that God betrayed me. It just means that if I look at the life of Lazarus, Lazarus, I mean, ended up still dying, you know, if we, if we think about it. Um, but even in that miracle, that time of that miracle, he died, but he came back to life. So whether he comes back to life four days after, or she comes back to life on the resurrection morning, the most important thing is that she's going to come back to life. Yeah. So for me, that was just when I started looking at death differently. I started looking at it as, as a temporary separation and it kind of just redefined, it redefined my prayer life. It redefined my trust in God. So at this point in my life, I'm just like, even if it seems like, you know, it's not going how I want it to go. I know that God has the best intentions for me. So that kind of just deepened my relationship with God. Mm. That's, that's, that's the one experience that definitely I'll never forget. Shook you. Or shook yeah. me back. Life is just, life is bad both sometimes. Yeah. And it's so funny how, as a Christian, I mean, in my ideal situation, it should not, there shouldn't be any storm for Christians. It should mm. just be perfect. I guess where's the fun in it? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, God has to take you through these highs and lows to show you that he's God and you need to depend on him. Yeah, I, 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 maybe, maybe that, but I think also this world is not perfect and yeah. we get to live in a broken life world and just um, experience the brokenness of it. Mm. So yeah. do you want to share your experience? Okay, I'm going, to sh- I'm going to be so short because we'll be talking about this experience law. Basically, when I was 15, turning 16, I found I had cancer. And um, for me, before then, Unlike for, I mean, I grew up in the church, PK or whatnot, but I've always had this agnostic behavior or agnostic mindset of, you know, just questions and things. But that was the first time in my life. And and like I was sharing with you before, Folo, it's with money, money at, at by God's grace, money had never really been a problem. What to eat, what to so I always tell my parents, um, knew how to figure would figure things out. Mm. Um, I actually thought they had more money than they really did. But I thought if I said if they needed a plane, they could buy one. But now that <laughs> grown up, they they were probably hustling too. Um, but <laughs> but um, that was the first time I saw my parents like were crying, they're confused, like okay, what's gonna happen? And in my mind, it was like a bulb went off in my head and saying, man, if these people are crying and confused, they're screwed. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then that's when I was like, okay, you know what? I need to, um, you know, start following God, start watching tele evangelists, 
Um, I do not recommend all of them. I don't think that's. <laughs> a, I don't. I don't think that's the way to I mean, Jill. Yeah, mommy. I mean the not, fake one, not the real. Yeah, it's not the real one. The fake one, the internet will be Jill. But <laughs> sorry, but um, I started falling by. I actually met some real men of God, and um, so I called some of their line zero zero numbers, and they mm-hmm. came. Um, I think two. I can't really remember now. But I think two, one of them I know for a fact, but um, they came pray for me and whatever. And I was seeing God's hand in little, little things, dream, mm. dreams or whatnot. But the one that really stuck out to me was, I remember like a couple months after I'd been taking, being treated for chemotherapy and all, um, many times when you're a cancer patient, you do blood transfusion and all whatnot. Mm-hmm. And after a um, couple months, the... Um, oncologist comes to meet me and says, oh, your blood tested positive for um, hepatitis B. And I needed to be on this um, antiviral drug. Is that what they call it? Yeah, antiviral drug for um, oral pills for, I think, almost the rest of my life. Something ridiculous. And I was so livid. I was livid at God, mad at God, because I came here with one thing. I'm living here with another thing that, and it's not like the thing I've come, I came here with has been taken care of. And now I'm having this, like, what, what in the world is going on? But I also had faith because my faith was building up once um, before. But I remember they had done like eight tests and things are like, well, there's nothing. Just keep taking it. We can manage it with your cancer. And something I don't think about. Now, in retrospect, because I know what cancer is, I know how devilish and demonic and, you know, whatever cancer is. But I didn't even think about how that and that um, hepatitis B could have even changed because of my treatment, cause complication. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking like that, but I was just really sad about this. Anyways, months passed and then the doctor comes. The doctor was 80s and, and he sat me down and was like, oh, he needs to talk to me. And I'm sitting there with my mom and it's like, okay, I don't know what happened, but we ran this test again, just randomly and there's no hepatitis B. And that moment for me was a life-changing moment because I believe God's word to be true that it would, you know, it, it can heal, you know, and I kept saying, I, I kept, that scripture, I don't even, I kept saying, I feel sure should arise, but I don't know, I kept mm. saying that, that scripture all the time, like, and so God answered my prayer, and, mm-hmm. went, and then subsequently um, I got cured of cancer, and it's been about 15 years ago, so um, I promised God during that period that, hey, God, if you let me out of this, I promise to, you know, follow you truly. I might not understand everything you're trying to say. I might not understand you. I might have questions, but I promise to stick and learn. And that's mm-hmm. what it has been since then. Um, yeah, and I came to college. I've been back and forth, you know, but like many of us, but overall, I keep coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't, I can't say that since 2018, I've not had my, you know, moments where I've strayed. Um, but like you said, you just keep coming back. You just keep coming back. And God is so faithful that he just keeps taking you back. And his heart is just, 
So big. He's so big, so big. Yeah. Your man is a bad behavior. So for him to keep well, I don't understand, but it's okay. God loves us. God, I don't know. I don't Excess know. How I know. That song really captures it. Yeah. Yeah. So before we wrap up today's uh, episode, any final thoughts? My final thoughts is I just hope that, you know, as honestly, as we keep talking about this podcast, we personally learn because Mm -hmm. that's important. Our posture of approaching God, and that's something that has been teaching me um, recently, posture um, and our um, faith increases, our posture Mm -hmm. become more intimate and people get blessed. That's that's the biggest thing for me. Yeah. Because everybody has podcast nowadays and we are one of them. We're chilling. Oh. We're chilling with the big boys now. We are bam bamming. But <laughs> we are wanting to have effect in people's lives. And in yeah. our lives, most importantly, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I think for, for me, I want to look back in a few, even months and just maybe come back to the first episode and just see how I've grown, you know, in my faith and how God has taken us, how far God has taken us. I, I don't want to have the same level of understanding of my faith in a few months time. So I really, really just hope that we as, you know, friends and as host of this podcast we grow spiritually and even for our listeners um there's just growth there's just growth um spiritually and definitely in every other area of their lives and also in editing because we have to get better we have to get better in this podcast it may be become more eloquent to come for that yeah we'll get better we'll get better practice makes perfect so I'm sure they, my our listeners will be like this ones. These amateurs. Don't worry, we are coming. I know. We are coming. You'll see improvement. And, and, and just stick with us with this journey. Just yeah, trust just, us. Just stick with us. All right. Come, do you want to say bye bye to our listeners? Abby, you just leave them. Very rude behavior. Okay, no, I'm not rude. I'm very polite. Well, like, I think my, my sisters would disagree but god is working on that myself i will decide god is working <laughs> that is working on me i it's never my intention to be disrespectful but um you know thank you guys for listening to 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 us uh one of my co-workers at work um, my good friend said you know when god god was talking to her recently beginning of this year she said god told her focus on the one and God did not tell me that. She told me that. But I believe God was telling her to tell me that. Mm. Because she said many times as human beings, we try to gauge success by how many people are listening. Mm. How many. Yeah. So we put numbers, metrics. Our metrics are always number system. It's yeah. not numbers. But what if 10 people, and I hope when I tell people this interesting message. But what if one person's life changes forever because of Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad that you listen to us, and I hope we'll say one thing, something that seems mundane that your life changes. Yeah. Thank you, thank you guys so much. Um, I won't be the rude one here, so <laughs> I'll also say thank you so much for choosing to listen to us, and we just hope that your lives will be blessed 
Um, we hope that we can grow together and we hope that you keep coming back to listen to us. Until we come your way next week. Peace out. Peace out, man. Bye. To the kitties. Bye.